Because it would be your face, and every now and then I'd see a little knife come up, just a little bit, just the tip of it, <laughs> just a little bit like that. Oh yeah, knock knock knock, <laughs> knock knock. Don't come in. I've got a knife. That's right. So how you doing, Miss Byron? I'm all right. Oh, that sounded all right. Uh, I I've got to be honest with you. I, you know, I've spent some time with my community now, my pagan community. And they're just a bunch of lost little young'uns, and I don't know what to do about it. 
Because well, I think in some instances, they're glad to just be hopeless and complaining and all that stuff they are. Well, it seems to me like some people, and I'm not naming no names, some people just really want to complain and they don't want to make their life or anybody else's life better. They just want to complain. Well, they don't want to make their lives different. They just want to keep doing oh, the same thing. Oh, that's a good thing. way to put it. Thank you. Know, you. Um, because they get stuck in, in where they are. And, you know, people have that point, their own point of view out. And they don't realize that other people see it different ways sometimes. But in your case, you always have been a community weaver. And so it must be hard to watch your community in disarray. It'd be like watching children uh, kind of going wrong and wondering what you should do about it. Am I right? Yeah, you are kind of right. Hang on, I'm getting some more strawberries. You know what's interesting? What? On this Zoom screen. Yeah. It's a good feature. They've got everything behind you blurred out. Yeah, I did that on purpose. Well, when you stood up and walked away, you didn't become part of the background. They, they It still knew what the background was Whoa. versus what you are. How funny. Well, that's good, I guess. The only thing I would say is be careful of your background color. Yeah. I'm going to take a screen capture right here and I'll send it to you. When um if because your hair is dark? Yeah, makes me look bald-headed. Yeah, if you put a dark background behind you that then this this blur feature will blur your hair out cuz it'll think it's part of the background and you'll <laughs> look like you're bald. Well, yeah. I got my hair back in a little bun in the back so I do kind of look a little bit like I'm bald. Oh, you don't. Well, unless the background is doing it to you, even so, then. Yeah. So I told you how I am. I'm just, you know, anxious or whatever well, about my community. Well, let me ask you a question. If these were neighborhood children and you were watching the kids go wrong for these reasons, what would you do? Well, but they're, but they're not children and they're not neighborhood children. And no. I don't know that they're going wrong. They just seem lazy and doodless to me. Hmm. And I know it's not that. And that is a big judgment on my part that really they're just scared. Mm -hmm. They're just scared. They don't want things to change and things are changing fast. I, I, uh, yeah. yeah, it's I, the same stuff I've worried about with my community for 30 years. Yeah. Well, so I just... Uh, I want I want more and different and better for them. Well, yeah. But I can't, I can't give that to them because I'm not their damn mama. Well, and they have to want it for themselves. And yes, here's exactly. here's something I used to wonder when I was working at the shop because I would see such a a, a big difference. You could tell by a, an order that you know somebody would walk through the store and you could tell which ones had been practicing for a long time and which ones were brand new. OK, it was it was relatively easy to tell them apart. And so a few years ago, there was this huge influx of people who were super interested in all subjects, mystical paganism, witchcraft, you name it. OK, and 
some of them were doing it, and I'm convinced of this, for the aesthetic. They were doing it, but they didn't really want to change their lives, you see. They wanted, so what they wanted to do was make it match their lifestyle. Well, I'm sorry, but you can't do that with stuff like this. You can, you can have a lifestyle, but you can't, you can't just arbitrarily decide that the way that you just want to do it on Sunday afternoons, you see, or if it matches the wallpaper, you know. <laughs> that is so true. It's so true. Yeah. And, and, so, and much of what, so much of what people want is they also want to fit in, you know. Right. Well, and, and it's in with a, a group, and it doesn't matter really what group, but they've had their whole lives, they've been trying to fit in, mm-hmm. and they don't. That's so interesting. they want to find that out too. It's interesting that you say that because I always kind of, you know, the phrase that you use sometimes the island of misfit toys. Man, I always figured that was my family, the island of misfit toys, and uh. And that's a way of fitting in, too. I fit in with that island of misfit toys. So I wonder yeah. how, how many other people are doing that. That's a good point. Hmm. Yeah. Well, look at us. We could just they hang out a shingle. Philosophical and stuff. <laughs> when we should be out frolicking in this in a meadow somewhere. Right. In <laughs> this 45 mile an hour wind. Man, I love it. Oh, I love it. Don't it you? It ain't frolicking. It ain't for frolicking. Yeah, not this, just yet. Uh, you know the uh, the little birds on the porch. Yes, there was a year that year that I stayed there. That right that there was uh, I can't remember if it was a hurricane wind that came through or what. But we had big wind, and we you had there were some Phoebe birds that were nesting four of them up uh, on at a windowsill on the top of a windowsill over uh-huh. there back by where the, you keep the trash cans and um the wind knocked them all out that night and then mm-hmm. we said i remember and it also knocked and killed a squirrel which the squirrel had to have been knocked out of a nest from way high up and it hurt my heart so bad to see that it did oh. um and and i was one who discovered i was walking to somewhere my car or something and and saw it on the ground and was like oh man and then it just went from there and i was thinking about them last night and i was thinking that was some pretty big wind gusts coming up i hope that they're in such a sheltered place that it didn't affect them well and it may be because they're you know they're on the porch where it's a little more sheltered Mm-hmm. And they're up on that light where they're a little bit more sheltered. So mm-hmm. I hope so. Yep. Yep. But they're, so they're pretty near to fledging now. Well, how long ago did I? Let me see how long ago that picture was taken. Because it was that that picture they had hatched within the last two weeks of me taking that picture. So I bet you're right, though. I bet they are pretty close to it. Let me see. Okay, you probably took that picture a couple of weeks ago. I think you're right. I know it was before May 1st. It was, well, it says Asheville, and it says Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Let's see. The exact date was April 27th. Mm -hmm. Huh. At 2 p.m. So, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The other thing, I don't know if they were alive or dead because I didn't stay around. I just, I knew they were there. And so I grabbed the shot from as far away as I could. And then I left. I just don't want to, you know. Well, just, they're alive. Yeah. I, I mean, so. you can tell in the picture they're they're still alive. Yeah. Uh, I hope, I hope. I did see, I didn't hear any sounds, but it, like I said, I didn't hang around. So you know, they may have just been being quiet because they knew that I had walked up there or something. That's right. And you you are dangerous. Danger, danger, danger. That's right. Well, yes. If I was an animal, I would think a human was dangerous because we are. We are. Yep. We're terrible That's... dangerous. <clears throat> yep. No, I think they're fine. I think they're fine. Yay. I'm so glad. That place is just so magical. And it, like I said, I feel like it, it, it just kind of makes up sort of not really for the ones that fell out from the wind. Yeah. Yep. But you know the they have a they 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 breed a lot because they're so delicious to eat. Yeah. And everybody likes to eat little bitty birds. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, they they have a lot of young uns because some of the young uns are gonna get eaten. How's that? That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually perfect. That's because that's true. Um yeah. so I know you've been traveling, and I, yeah. I know that when you got back, you were even more busy. And uh, we don't have to go into details because I sure don't know them all. But uh, well, you have I got been back in town. I got back in town at ten thirty yesterday morning, mm -hmm. and I went to work over to the shop mm -hmm. at one o'clock. Well, I got there at twelve thirty so I could visit with Lisa, mm -hmm. and then. Um, you know, then I got home and made supper and washed the dishes back yeah. to normal mm -hmm. uh, and got up this morning and went to the grocery store. So I'm just um, I'm playing catch up like I always am. I never have enough uh, time or, to be honest, enough bandwidth these days. Yeah, I get it. Um, Gary, my buddy that I've known for so long, he finally got back from his trip and this was the trip of his lifetime the one that he always wanted to take you know so i was real happy he got to stay in germany for a month oh, I, think he, nice. I think he went to ireland at least once <clears throat> once or twice um but yeah so it was it was the greatest trip for him ever and i was on the phone with him today and i asked him i said well how does it feel to be back does it feel unreal and so we were talking about that, and I was wondering about you. When you've been on a long trip, you know, done multiple things and gone to multiple festivals and stuff, and then you get back here and it's like, boom, you're in your regular routine. I know. It is kind of funny, isn't it? Yeah. yeah is well, it, don't you get third real shock or something? Back to normal. Just back to normal. Oh, I don't know. My, my life is very diverse and complicated I guess is the way I'm gonna say that I would agree and and I just I'm doing my very best to take it as it comes I mean it is kind of that one day at a time oh. place ah. 
<laughs> you weren't expecting that, were you? No. So today, today's Wednesday, and so Wednesday's grocery store day. So I did that, and it, it is often record the podcast day. So I just is like, well, if it's Wednesday, it must be time to do all those things. I don't know. I just keep keep on keeping on. This is a busy, busy week for sure. Yeah, I know it is. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Me too. See, now I've got, was there, evidently there was a uh, television show called One Day at a Time. Oh, yeah, about a single feminist mom and her two teenage daughters, maybe two, maybe one. I guess. I don't know. I've never seen it. And uh, what you call it, a super, the super at the apartment building guy. I, I think I that's right. One day at a time. I don't know. Could be wrong. Well, I'm thinking of the man who sang that song. Now, Linda Randall sang that song back in the maybe the 70s, I guess. But um, I remember hearing a man sing that song. It was like Conway or something. Well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's a, you know, it's an old. Uh, standard for christian fellowship yeah yeah it is let's see here i'll find it now because i, I have now to find it now because you've earwormed me now i just want to <laughs> let you know <laughs> yeah so did you did you eat any good food or meet meet any super duper person or you know what tell me what, what happened? <laughs> tell me. Tell me all about all it. it. <laughs> um, well, I mean, every chance I got, I ate seafood. Let me just be clear. Every mm. chance I got. And I would look up when we were on the road. I would Google seafood restaurant near me. Yeah. And then I'd look at it, look at the website and think, hmm, that might be good. So I went to, I got to go back to that place that I really liked when I was down in Florida at the beginning of April. Yeah. And I'll just give it the shout out. It's called uh, Muscle Whites and it's in Palatka, Florida. Muscle Whites. Okay. Muscle Whites. Good, good food. Was it, is Muscle Whites one word or two? Yeah. It's somebody's name, Muscle White. That's a cool um, name. So, I ate there twice. That was good. I ate at a place called, in St. Augustine, I ate at a place, place called Schooners. Okay. That was great. I ate at a place called the something-something fish camp that was uh, near Jacksonville. That was good. So anytime I could get any seafood in my gullet, I was happy. That oh, last place, the, uh, the fish camp, had uh, fry, I had fried oysters. Golly bum, were they good? Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh, so I had I had clams and mahi mahi and oysters, mm. shrimps, uh, scallops. That might be all. That's enough. That sounds good. Uh huh. Yeah, I can't. I I could handle some fresh seafood right about now. Oh. Heck you, yes. There is a place I want to go back to just for the crab soup. It was mm. by far the best I've ever had in my life. And we watched them pulling them in from because uh, from, it was right there, you know, 
<clears throat> at the ocean and we'd watch them pull them in and all of that stuff. And so it took a while for the soup to get made. And they mm. tell you ahead of time. And oh my goodness, I've never, I mean, some, when you, if you're lucky enough to be able to take your time and eat a really fine meal, then. Isn't that a blessing? I just it think is. that's a blessing. I do too, because it just brings your blood pressure down sometimes, depending on what you eat. And, you know, it just, it for me, it's like a little, little chunk of time where I don't have the worries of the world on my shoulders. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I can just appreciate what it is I'm eating and who I'm sitting at the table with. I love that. When, you know, yes. when, we, when we went to Bristol this last time, we ate a really fine meal and, and it was the same way. It was just oh, so nice. I'll, I'll probably never forget it. Now, I've already forgotten what we ate. You see. Right. But I don't forget the feeling that I have. Because it's not it's not just about the food, but it also is about the food. Mm -hmm. So if you eat it and it's like, hmm, this is just what it needs to be. And then you're in very good company. Yeah. Makes all the difference in the world. It does. It really does. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons. It's like a, an excuse sometimes that I make with you to let's go find the perfect French fries somewhere or, mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever. I love doing that with just certain people, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great fun. Yeah. And I spent I spent way too much money eating out, but I don't eat out at home. No, you do not. You know, if I'm home, I am making supper. I'm mm -hmm. doing the cooking. Yep, you are. You're very good about doing that. And it's very smart too. Save so much money. Yeah, I, I was telling my friend the other day that when I was younger, I started noticing that more and more couples would tell me, and they'd usually be older than me. They'd say, "Well, you know, we don't cook anymore. Whichever one is not cooking anymore." And I'd think, "Wow, why would you never want to cook again?" And now <laughs> I sort of understand it in a way. Do what? Do you really? Yeah, I do because I, I used to cook a lot and regularly. And so it's like, okay, I can cook. But when it feels more special, it's when I haven't had to cook it. Yeah, yeah but, I get that. I get that. But, and here's the other thing there's a lot of food that I cook that I cook the way I like it and nobody else makes it that way. And so, <laughs> so I if you want it the right way, you're gonna have to cook it yourself. That's right. So it's a it's a trade off. I like my breakfast that I cook sometimes. What do you what do you, what is what is it about that breakfast that you love? Well, I have one breakfast that I eat with other people, and I have one that I eat alone. When I'm alone, I have oatmeal and yogurt and maybe a banana and maybe not, and I have some coffee. Okay. And then from there, I'm usually not hungry until it's lunchtime. Uh huh. And but when I'm with people and I want to cook them a southern breakfast, I'll I'll cook it everything except biscuits and gravy. So you know I'll cook sausage and bacon and eggs, and I'll cook, try to cook it the way they like it. You know, or maybe I'll cook ham with it or something like that. Just I just yeah. try to make a good breakfast for my friends if when I'm when I'm cooking for other people. 
I used to make an omelet that had a little bit of cheese and some cut up morel mushrooms. Mm. Oh, and it, I like that. I thought it was good. Sometimes I'd put a little tiny bit of spinach in with it. And oh, that sounds yummy. They were good omelets. And I used to make pizzas. I used to like to make pizzas. So when I was going through my raw food phase, pizza uh -huh. was the thing that I missed. And uh, I remember my buddy telling me a story about his first fast. His first fast was 40 days. Okay. And oh, my gosh. I know, but he he did it in a way that allowed him to still function, but I don't think it was really much of a fast. I think it was just a change in diet because what he did is he bought this stuff called Metrex, Met, M-E-T-R-X, and, and he ba it was some drink powder, and he basically would mix up that drink, and he kind of lived on that and water, but it had all the nutrients you needed. It just didn't have any fiber, I guess. But he had a 40-day fast, and he broke his fast with pizza. Oh, my and God. That sounds awful. Like, yeah, that is exactly what you're not supposed to do. But uh, so he was always doing these food things. And, and I, I went on this raw food kick for a number of years. I was doing smoothies. and Everything I ate was pretty much raw. And the thing that I missed was pizza. I wanted pizza so bad. So we found a way to make a raw pizza. And I can't believe I'm telling you that. It actually was fine. <clears throat> we took chia seeds and ground them up. And, you know, they have that oil that comes yeah. out when you grind them up. And that was kind of the basis for the, the, uh, the crust. And we'd mix them with almond flour that we had made. Okay. So we had this. There's the crust. And then it's really easy to make a sauce out of raw. You just, you know, you just puree your tomatoes and spices. And that's yeah. the sauce. And then we cut up some vegetables and we put some kind of, maybe it was like a tofu cheese or something on it. And there it was. Here's your pizza. And we'd let it warm up in the sun just a little bit. Because the point of eating a raw food diet is... Uh, you get the the food when the enzymes are still alive. Okay, so that's why you uh, that's why you would want to have like a a sprouted almond. My, the only way I like to eat almonds anymore is if they've been soaked in water overnight, a real pure water overnight, sometimes two nights, because I want to see that tiny little sprout just barely coming out of the top of the almond. That's when the almond has the most nutrients. All the enzymes are there. And it, when you eat it, you, you get more out of it. And it's true. It really, it really is true. And so I wish that, that I had the tenacity to have stuck with that diet. So, yeah. Can I say? Well, I'm glad that, that has some appeal to you because it just sounds nasty. <laughs> it sounds like a big pain in my ass. It, it was a big pain. To, to eat food that has more nutrition than I eat now. And maybe if I was 18 years old and I wanted to maximize my life, the yeah. length of my life, that mm -hmm. might make sense to me to devote so much of my life to sprout and sh Yeah. 
I just I just wouldn't do it. And that's well, true. So I couldn't keep I'm it up. I'm, I'm well, I don't know how you would keep it up and actually live a life. Right. So I I, I mean like you, I want to I want to eat good healthy food, but I don't want my entire life taken up with with thinking about that and doing that all the time. I mean, it, it seems like it's enough that I grow a garden and, you know, and prep everything myself and can stuff and all that. I just don't think that I could also, you know, do all that's required to eat raw food. I just don't think I could. My maybe, mom. I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I could do it. I don't know. No, you could if you wanted to. But the thing of it is, my mom didn't like me doing that diet. And the reason why is a couple reasons. First of all, it was high carb. I mean, oh, yeah, I guess so. It was pretty high carb. And the second reason was she said, through the ages, our bodies have acclimated to cooked food. And sometimes you can shock your system with too much of something it's not used to. And so she's right. She doesn't trust that. People who are in the alternative health community. They they consider that to be a what they call a healing crisis, and so it's like okay, you're going through a healing crisis. You're going to be sick as hell now, and and what you get back out of it, I think, is kind of marginal, if that makes any sense. Well, and and maybe it's the kind of thing that you have to look long term mm -hmm. about what you know it, if it let you live to be 120 years old i mean there is some i mean there's a conversation to be had do you want to live to be 120 years old but also is, is it that long term a thing and um, you know maybe i'm just not patient enough for that i don't know barn i don't think you live a day longer than you're supposed to and uh, and I, I, I suspect so yeah i think genetics has a huge part in that um, I mean, just speaking from what I've seen, you, you know, there are families that commonly live into their 90s. There are families that don't. And yes. if you 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 might be the exception in your family, but you might not be. And and I don't know that I just really don't know that it would add that many years to your life. I just don't. I think the lifestyle that you lead with the way your relationship to food is actually healthy and not only that but it's sustainable so you don't let it ruin rule your life if you can help it you know, yes uh, yeah i guess i guess that's true i don't know i mean we all got to eat but here's my thing and what we're talking about with the pagan community earlier i just think a lot of us are putting things off for better times or easier times or whatever. And I don't think it's going to get better. I don't think it's going to get easier. I think we got to live big right now. I agree. And we got to enjoy every moment of it that we can. Mm -hmm. And to remember things like, oh, one more day at the grocery store, because, you know, when I'm, when I'm 102 years old and I can't get out and go to the grocery store or go or grocery store no longer exists. Mm -hmm. Then I I will look back on things and go, oh, remember Wednesday morning? I used to always go to the grocery store, huh? Because yeah. I hear that always from from elders yeah. who the things they miss are, boy, I wish I felt good enough to just stand at the sink in the kitchen and wash the dishes again. 
Yeah. Um, let me tell you, yes, to that. Regret is is the worst emotion, I think. Regret and and missing things like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. the same way. You know, and I I don't want to go there because I'll get all bobbling about stuff. <laughs> but all right, uh, then we're going to go there because it's yeah. Beltane and it's May oh, yeah. and it's May Day and all that fun stuff. And yes, right now in West North Carolina, a lot of other places. We are having Blackberry winter mm-hmm. and all those people that are wringing their hands and going, Oh my gosh, I thought spring was here. Oh no, it's so cold and windy and awful. They don't understand that what spring looks like in this area is that we have beautiful, warm, sunny days. Then when the dogwoods bloom, it's it cold. Then when the blackberries bloom, always about the beginning of May, we have another cold snap. Every and that's time. Why we, every time. And that's why we call it blackberry winter. Because mm-hmm. when you start seeing those blackberries budding up, you know, oh, it, uh, oh, that's right. I better not be planting no damn tomatoes now. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to somebody yesterday and we were talking about if paying attention to your body and how it feels and and we were talking about how if you watch yourself, if you if you notice certain things, you know how they say the sap is running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correspond. Your your body will correspond to a certain degree with what's going on seasonally. Yes, <laughs> it's cool yeah. too. It's cool to watch. But anyway, we have rambled, or I've rambled. Sorry, we've but, been uh, rambling today. Well, I think we're both feeling the season, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, by the time y'all hear this, we will have had the orgiastic experience <laughs> of the Asheville Herb Festival. Oh, yes. And this thing comes once a year, first weekend in May, yep. and everybody who loves herbs or loves plants or just wants to get the hell out of the house goes out to the Ag Center. And they take their little red wagon or they take whatever and they load it up. Mm-hmm. And you get there's little classes and there's tons of people to talk to. But just walking into that big old room mm-hmm. and it is full of plants and happy people. I'm telling you, it's euphoric. It is. When you and said I, that. And I am going, uh, I'm going to be on a speaking panel. Saturday at two o'clock where it's stories from the earth is a podcast and a handful of local herbalists are going to be talking about their favorite spring herbs and tonics. So that's going to be great fun. And I'm with a bunch of people who are the herbalists in the area. They are amazing people. And that bless them. Bless them. They let me tag on with them. Oh, please. Now what, what uh, time is, is it? Two o'clock. Two o'clock. And I don't know, I don't know where they're going to be set up, but there, there'll be a place where speakers are set up, and they'll be there. But here's the thing: I was getting to it was not to brag about that, but I guess I am. I'm very, I'm pleased about it. I've never been asked to speak at this festival, so I love it. Uh, but the point is, I'm gonna go shopping on Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get out there early Friday morning with my little red wagon or my baskets or whatever the heck I bring. Because I lost so many herbs in that winter solstice uh, below zero snap that we had. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm making a list of all the things I need to get hold of again that I've lost. And it it is going to bring me such joy to do that. Oh, I I know. Begin to tell you what joy it's going to bring me. Oh yeah. Well, I may. I mean, you may get to see Mindy there. I think she was coming up from South Carolina to it. Oh, good. uh, That's why I was asking you what time you you speak or what time your panel is, and then. Unfortunately, I'm not going to get to be there this year because I'm going to go watch my nephew graduate college. That is so exciting. I know. I'm, I'm real happy. He made the dean's list. Of course he did. <laughs> I'm just proud. I am. I'm happy for him. So taking well the other. Yep. And he just lost his grandma three weeks ago. So Aww. mom really wanted to come out and represent, you know. Yes. Good for her. Good for her. Yep. So we're going to make the trip. And this is going to be awful. I'm telling you now. (laughs) She can't see, but she can still see well enough to tell me how to drive the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you're going to be able, it's going to be like one of them teeter totters. There's going to be some really good stuff. And then there's going to be some stuff that ain't so good. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, that, my, that's my, all there is to it. That is. I wish they had a train service from Asheville. As I hear the train in the background, can you hear it? No, I can't hear it. All right, hang on. I'm going to open the window a little bit. Hang on. Did you hear? No, I still can't hear it. Amazing. It's loud. Well, oh. anyway. But, um, yeah, I'm up. My friend was riding the train back to New York, and it, it made me remember the train services and stuff. And that it really is a a doable thing. You know, I wish we had trains back in Asheville again doing that. Me too, because it's, um, it's a pain to drive to Greenville to get the train. Just a pain. Yeah, it is. And, and the train doesn't go to a whole lot of places. I took the train down. It's been many a year ago now, probably 10 years. Yeah, down to uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, to speak at a college down there. Yeah, and I loved it, but it meant I had to be dropped off in Greenville and then picked up in Greenville. Yeah, yeah. So I get it. I I used to ride the train occasionally for work. You see, if I need to go to another city, sometimes I, for whatever reason, I'd be on a train. <laughs> so I got to where I kind of liked it. I never really trusted it. But oh. It, oh, but I'd rather ride a train than fly. I don't care to fly. Oh my gosh, yeah. Any any day of the week. Flying even even if even before COVID, I didn't really like flying because it messed up my sinuses so bad. Oh. I used to love to fly. I, I did. And I'm I'm flying a couple more times this year that I know of. Oh, yeah. But it's just such it is, it is an, it's an endurance trial to fly now. Sometimes. And everything is up in the air. You don't know when a flight's going to get canceled or going to be running late and you're going to miss your connecting flight mm-hmm. and you have to make a new connection. And it's just, it's too much. Yeah. In yeah. addition to too much, it is just too much. Yeah, it is. Well, let me ask you out of all the stuff that you've done already, so let's not think about that, actually. What are you looking forward to the most coming up as far as 
work? Oh gosh, well, I mean, I'm looking forward to all of it because I don't, I don't accept invitations that I'm not excited about coming to their event. Oh, cool. So all of that, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing people and seeing new groups of people mm-hmm. and doing new things and all that stuff. Um, so, I mean, I'm looking forward to all of it, really. What am I looking forward to especially? I, I don't know. I don't know because it's a lot of really, really good stuff. I'm going up to end of the month. I'm going up to Massachusetts to do a thing I've never done before called right. um, oh shoot, Earth Spirit Rising maybe is the name of it. No, okay. it's called it's called Rites of Spring. Okay. And that, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to go out to see my friends at Pagan Unity just south of Nashville. That's going to be fun. I'm going to do a wedding out there for some people. Oh, cool. Uh, and then I, I'm uh, then I'm going to be going up to my buddies at Wisteria for Appalachian Summer Solstice. Mm. Then I'll go back to Wisteria for uh, Starwood. You know, just lots of stuff like that. And in between, I'm doing things like the Charlotte Pagan Pride Day and Nashville Pagan Pride. And yeah, now I'm going back to Florida in October for Phoenix Fires, uh, uh, Beltane Flames or something like that. I don't know. Beltane. Interesting. One thing that I've been going to for years and years and years is the Fairy Con up in mm-hmm. Baltimore, Maryland. And that has been canceled. And the organizers have filed uh, bankruptcy. Oh. So I won't be going to that, which is, it's really okay. I think it had, it had run its course. Its time was done. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so. Well, and you know, I haven't asked you this question for a while, which is, uh, how's Mother Grove doing? Are you we looking are, forward to that? Yes, we are doing great. We are reorganizing. We are adding some people to our board of directors, which is called the Circle of Council. Mm-hmm. We're deciding what it is we are coming out of the COVID years with. Okay. And one thing we know we're going to do is goose up our uh, food pantry because that's been that's been helpful during these years. And we will be easing ourselves in ourselves into doing the wheel of the year. We do public rituals for each holy day mm-hmm. and still doing the full moons and cleaning out the temple which has been kind of used as storage for a while <laughs> yeah i'm looking forward to it and getting more people involved it's oh. all it's just all good i cannot wait until sunday seriously oh. it'll be my first public ritual in a long long time oh and well really it, it'll be fun and we we're gonna be down at the french broad river park mm-hmm. and people complain because i mean it is a popular park and it's hard to get parking mm-hmm. but it'll be sunday at five and a lot of people i think will have given it up for the day but either way we'll get down there with the maypole we're gonna have a maypole and do all that singing and dancing and making merry like beltane well let me know good. if i can help you can i can i come and drum again yeah if you want to yeah i do I do. I like that. Sometimes I don't feel very frolicky. <laughs> so I frolic with music instead. Well, that's a kind of frolic. It's frolicsome, as they that's, say. Yeah, that's how I like to frolic. Yeah. I get in there and I'm drumming. And next thing you know, I don't know. I don't think about anything. 
I'm just yeah. drumming and enjoying it. And I think that's yeah. a lot of it with Belton. I love drumming. I don't get to do it nearly enough. I know everybody makes fun of the Asheville drum circle. And because it's, you know, there are some cliches that are correct about it. But damn, is it great when you get out there and just drum for an hour, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, well, uh, you can go into a trance kind of place. Oh, absolutely you can. My buddy Eric Olson, who does drums, he's uh, in the Atlanta area. He was at that festival in Tennessee that I went to. Mm -hmm. And he said, he came up to me and he said, I checked the schedule. You do not have a class when I'm doing this this drum thing. And I can't remember what the cl his class was called, but something like uh, intuitive drumming. Mm. And he said, just come and take my class and it'll give you a chance to do drum for an hour and a half. <laughs> but I, I was so busy. I left my, I didn't leave my class until 30 minutes after it was supposed to be done, oh. which means it was already, his class had already started. Mm. So I didn't get to do it, but I love to drum. I do too. It's just, uh, I, I never go to that, that in between place when you're drumming the kind of trance place, I can't do it. in if I'm at the actual drum circle, because I, I don't know, I just, I think it's a protective instinct. I don't let myself get to that place in my consciousness when I'm around strangers, you know, and that's but, wise. that's very wise. Yeah. But maybe I will at, at this one, because I have a big trust. Uh, in, in and it's the, not, I don't think it's going to be a big, big crowd. I pro we probably won't have more than 30 people, which is fine. <laughs> I bet the people you will. that need to be there will be there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I bet you will. I bet it'll be bigger than you think. I think. I hope. It'll, it will be what it will be. And I'm yeah. going to bring the bring some stuff to set up an altar and I'm going to bring the maypole. Well, I'm actually getting the maypole, picking that up tomorrow. Because we're going to use the Maypole, our uh, neighborhood group is getting together to dedicate our community garden oh, and to okay. do a garden blessing and to have like a social event together. And mm -hmm. they were saying, well, what do we want to do? Well, we could do this. We could do that. I said, well, I've got a Maypole. You want me to bring the Maypole? And they were like, what? So <laughs> I'm going to get the Maypole out. It'll get, it'll get two uses this year. Yeah. Maybe some of the kids will come and. Are there going to be children there? There are, but I'm telling you, I don't like children dancing the maypole because they always mess it up. Oh, okay. I'm fussy. Isn't that awful? When, no. my, when my daughter was little, because her birthday is May the 2nd, mm -hmm. and we used to do a birthday party on the Saturday nearest her birthday, and that would also be when our big coven met to do mm -hmm. Beltang. So the birthday party would be like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, La, 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 the children would dance in Maypole and it would just be a mess, <laughs> but they had fun. And then we would unwind the Maypole. And then that night, the adults would dance the Maypole. Yeah. And it's, just, it's a beautiful, sensuous thing. And it's lovely when it's all perfectly woven. Which is yeah. Lovely. So, yeah. We'll so see, yeah. The last Beltane ritual I went to was in Malvern Hills at the park there. Yeah, we've done yeah. it there, too. I, I was trying to decide where to go, and I just I opted for, you know, the old favorite, but we've done Malvern Hills. Yeah. There's a beautiful park out um, north on the river road on Riverside Drive mm -hmm. called, is it called Ledges? 
I think it's a, so. It's the other river park, French yeah. Rod River Park in the area. But it doesn't have really a big open enough space to mm-hmm. do the Maypole and all that. So, yeah. And people have a hard time finding that one. Now, does um, there there are no tables out there at the place that we're going, right? Yeah, there's well, tables. Are, there are tables there? there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're not, but we're not feasting this time. We often do feasting, but mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm still not quite comfortable with that. Maybe for our next one, which will be summer solstice, maybe we'll go ahead and invite yeah. people to bring a dish to share. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Or yeah, even have them bring their own food. <laughs> bring your meal. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing. So, well, I'm looking forward to it. If you need any help. Like I said, please let me know. I know you've got this. It's not like you've never done it before. So <laughs> I have done this now for golly, I was trying to think probably 25, 26 years public rituals here. Mm-hmm. That's and a long you, time. It is. And for the times that you also do it out in public at these places that you work. You got to yeah. add that in there. So you might have been doing it for 25 years, but you've probably done, you know, twice as many as the normal person. Or the person <laughs> a bajillion. I've done yeah. it a bajillion times. Yeah. Have you ever awesome. done it at the ocean? And by done it, yeah. I mean a May uh, Beltane celebration. No, I have not done Beltane at the ocean. Uh-oh. And I'm almost never at the ocean with a group enough a group of people to do something like that. You know, I'm, I'm with family or with, you know, just a couple people. Gotcha. Well, that was, I wonder how it would be. I, I, I've only been to maybe two rituals at the, at the beach on the ocean. And it was really different than anything that I had ever experienced before. And that element of water, you know, was a big deal to me. I'm sure it is to everybody else too. I, I tell you, this weather, it's making me optimistic, even though I love that. it's been crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I just was at the beach two days ago. What's yeah. today? Um, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday. Three days ago. Three days ago. Um, and I I love the beach, but it's a whole, it's a very different environment. It sure is. Were you able to spend any time at the beach? Just a at little the beach? bit. Not much. I mean, the where we were at that Kiwanis camp, uh, they have a, a little beach that's on the lake. Mm-hmm. And that was nice. I mean, it was like a beach. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it wasn't. The thing that I love about the ocean is the coming and going. Yeah. You know? The waves and the tides. Yeah. And I just love that. Me too. I remember when I would spend time at the beach, my favorite thing to do, because for whatever reason, when I'm at the beach, I like to be alone a lot mm-hmm. of it. And my favorite thing to do is to, used to be, I would tie a kite to my toe and, oh. I'd, read, and I'd read a book. And because, and, you know, you don't have to do anything for the kite to take off at, on the ocean. Oh, but, I love it. Yeah. And I remember I would, I would be there and I had this little pop-up thing that would shade me from the sun 
and I'd just have a book and I'd have my feet in the sand and I'd have toes sticking up with a, with a kite tied to it. And I don't know why I like that. <laughs> it made you happy. That's why. I guess so. I guess so. And Craig wrote a song that talked about kites at the beach. I'll have to try and find that. I bet you'd really like it. It was a good song. I like watching meteor showers at the beach. Mm, I just love I love being at the beach, but I don't think I'd want to live at the beach. I was trying mm. to imagine that. So we stopped at the beach in Jacksonville, one of those yeah. beaches. Yeah. And there, there wasn't a whole lot of people. It was a kind of a cool, windy afternoon. So there wasn't a whole lot of people there. And I was just like adamant. I am not picking up shells every year. I pick up shells. I take a little bag. I pick up shells. I bring mm -hmm. them home. I wash them. I put them in a mason jar shells. Yeah. It's always the same thing. I never find anything very fancy. <laughs> and I, But I just have to do it. I'm compelled. I was like, no, ma'am, I'm not picking up any shells. And I walk along the beach and I'm looking at the birds and I'm enjoying the waves coming in. And I think, oh, wouldn't it be fun here at Beltane? I'll just pick up a bunch of black shells. <laughs> And be like, ooh, the witch is at the beach and she's picking up black shells. So then I pick those up and then I go, oh, well, now that's a pretty little shell. And I had a handful of shells, a handful of shells and nothing to put them in. I didn't even have any pockets. Yeah. And then ahead of me on the beach, I saw some trash. And it turned out it was a little net bag that had had some kind of ball in it. And somebody had opened up, got the ball out for the young and, and, and had thrown it on the beach, you know, as trash people do. <laughs> but it was really nice because I went, oh, look, I can put my shells in here. Oh, thanks, universe. <laughs> That's the way they do Thank sometimes. You. <laughs> Thank you, universe. Thank you, ocean. So I, right. I still didn't get, I didn't get a whole lot of shells, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Because, it, you know, the, it was the middle of the day. So the tide had, had done the tide thing. You know, you really need to go out early in the morning, I guess. Yeah. But I, it was fun. I, I belong to a group called Carolina Seashellers. Ooh. I, 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 and what it does for me is I kind of live vicariously through them sometimes, but it also teaches me the names of some of these shells that I've seen through the years. Mm -hmm. And these people are finding things that I've never even seen. It's Ooh. amazing to me because I, I have spent some time, you know, seashelling. You know what I want to do is I want to get out there some night in July with a metal detector and I want to go to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> wow. And I want to go find, I can't, there, I can't believe that there's not a ton of jewelry that gets lost at, at the beach, you know, and I would love to just find out i've seen people with their metal detectors at the beach and i thought well, boy that's a great idea i need to do that God, that made me think my friend my buddy who's she lives in florida now but she used to live up here she's mm -hmm. a scuba dri scuba diver mm -hmm. and she was down in the water and she looked over and it was a perfect wedding ring set wow. big old diamond and then wow. the you know the band and they mm -hmm. were just sitting like on a rock Wow. <laughs> under oh the water goodness. so she picked them up and i think she did something you know she, she said i found these things if anybody wants to claim them and they never did but she just she was imagining the story of a woman under the water and just going 
this is so beautiful and it is so not like my life that I'm going I'm going to change my life. I'm going to put these things down right here. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that a nice fun? way to imagine it. Let me let me say this. If you ever do find a, a, a valuable diamond or what you think might be a valuable diamond, they do have ways to identify them. They have marks that they make on the diamond, some of them. Some oh, huh. Yeah, supposedly. And now I've never had that occasion, but that's what I've been told. And I'll look it up and put a link if I find anything. I'll put it on the teaser page, you know. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> that's just something I always wanted to do. Huh. And I've, yeah. I've seen people who bring their projectors and stuff and they sit at the beach and watch movies. And I think, oh, my God. What a waste of a perfectly good beach. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why? Why? I, I, I couldn't figure that out. That'd be too weird. It, it would be. When mom and dad uh, had a place at the beach, I used to just, I'd go find a client and, and commit to working on a project for them. And I'd take my fat, happy butt to the beach sometimes. And I would stay there by myself. Because mom and dad, you know, I'd do it at a time when mom and dad weren't going to be there. And I'd go stay for two weeks at a time, two or three weeks sometimes, and uh, just be completely by myself at the beach. And it was almost always winter because because mm. that's when I like to be there on that yeah. island was when there's nobody around. <laughs> and I love that so much. That was my best getaway ever was when, when I was use that place to get away <laughs> oh that yeah. sounds wonderful yeah it was there's nothing like it by, completely by yourself and but it was weird it, because i i would have thought that i would play the radio a lot and stuff like that but the longer i stayed by myself there the quieter i got yeah and, and the more i heard which was also a weird phenomena i got to hear the Shiraco guns which I, I thought that was just a myth, and I actually heard them. And they I don't know what that is. What is that? Oh, um, well, it only happens in a couple of places, and the thing is, is they're not quite sure what it is. It's a sonic boom, and I think there are two places in the world where it happens. It's some. It's out on the ocean there, real, but I, I don't know. It's I, at the time I looked it up, and I was fascinated, and I had heard about them enough to know what to look up. I'll find a link to those. But yeah, it's just this big, strange sonic boom. It doesn't sound like anything I've ever heard. It might have been a cannon or it might have been. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It was crazy. That's fascinating. <laughs> and, and I remember listening to uh, this album that was talking about a shooting star. And I was sitting on, sitting out on a porch one night and this album had come on and I was listening to it. And as the album played, a star went across the sky. Oh, was, wow. I know. I love Isn't it. that wonderful, though? I love it that is. kind of synchronicity. I do, too. Uh, on the way I, to the grocery store today, we were talking about, you know, things feel like they're falling apart and and things are falling apart. They don't just feel like they are. They really are. Yeah. And we were laughing and saying, well, it's just the end of Western civilization. And, and the Romans, we know what happens because we saw what happened with the Romans. But they didn't know. They just kept going like, well, it's all just what it is, whatever. Yeah. 
And at that moment on the radio came, it's the end of the world as if you know it, and I feel fine. And I just yeah. laughed and laughed, well, if that wasn't something. That's the way I like it. Synchronistic. Yeah, yeah me too. Gosh, it was so funny. Yeah. Well, I wonder if uh if the folks who listen to the podcast have got any stories where something like that has happened to them. I bet they do, and they might even share them with us. Oh yeah, y'all, if you do have any stories like that, I would love it. I'd love to hear it. So, you know, find us. We're all over that Facebook and social media and stuff. Oh and my we lord, can we are found. everywhere. <laughs> yes, oh, we are. Everywhere. I know it. Well, on to weirdling business and weirdling Weirdly, business. The weirdling business. Those yep. folks got business? Well, business? Business. What business. is it? Well, I was just going to say, I think Ilsa's feeling a little better every day. Yeah, I think uh, so. Too. We love you, Ilsa. Yeah. I think the the little private video that got put up, the audio uh -huh. video thing, I think that went over pretty well. I think they liked it. And Good. Other than that, we've all been kind of looking at your schedule and listening, trying to figure out when we can find you. I've got a date in mind. Uh Next time you get a chance, I've got a date in mind for the uh, Foxfire Museum. Well, tell me what it is. I was thinking that, well, I was hoping to do it in the early part of May, but I don't think that's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> I mean, right where we are right now? Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe in October. And I hate to put it off so long, but I think the weather will be beautiful and people will have more chance to plan on it. Okay. Just, if that's okay. Yes. Town the second weekend in October, but other than that, I'm around. So I'm going to put right. it up here. So let's figure I'm it. it on my calendar. Okay. So we'll get it figured out. To be confirmed. Yep. Yep. I will find it. And, you know, there's always other things that I could keep you busy talking about, but that's none, none of it is really an emergency. I'm so glad to say. Um, just. Oh, normal daily Golly, yeah. bum. Yeah. <laughs> Just the usual life and the activities that come in it. And I think it's so far, I hope that's the way it's been with the weirdlings. You know, I did get a message about Sylvia. Do you remember Sylvia? Yes. So, for those of you who have joined us recently, when we first started the podcast, we didn't know what we were doing, but Sylvia was probably the first person who gommed on to us she really liked the weird mountain gals show yeah and she would come into the store and she'd want to hug everybody in the store you know she just really loved it and she tragically died short yeah. after about six months into our show so my facebook memories popped up with that and i wondered if yours um, popped up with it do you yeah. see facebook memories i do okay yeah so I I am sorry to say that I didn't remember that until it popped up. Oh. And, I, and I started thinking about her then. And I thought, boy, she was a sunny, happy person who really did love that show. Now, and don't, don't be talking too much about folks dying yeah. that love Weird Mountain Gals. People get nervous. Well, you know, every single person who loves Weird Mountain Gals is going to die someday. So I don't Golly, know. It's the truth. <laughs> it's just the truth. Yeah. But yeah, so that Facebook put me on that little memory 
trail there. And today they showed me the first digital photo I ever took. What? Yeah, I've still got it. It was way back in the day. And and we were coming back from a Bruce Springsteen concert in Raleigh. I I think we were around 74 and I saw this wicked cool house. And it was a real gray sky and it looked like a big giant haunted house. And I I remember hollering, stop the car, stop the car. And and he stopped the car and I ran out of the car and I like knelt down at the sidewalk and I had to figure out how to do it because I just got that phone and I took a photograph, just one. (laughs) And, And I still got it and I posted it on my page a few minutes ago. So that's the first picture I ever took. Oh, Digital. I love that. Yep. I didn't know it was going to turn into, you know, capital it, through my company that I would get paid to do that someday. And I really love it now. I love my photography. Anyway, it's kind of like I love my cooking. I love my photography. What can you say? You're just <laughs> loving on life today. <laughs> yep. I'm going to go get out in some of that weather, too. So, Well, um, I am because I'm going to hang some clothes on the line. It's a good, it's a good day for that. Well, unless they end up in the neighbor's yard, which they did one day. Ooh. Well, Well, I put a bunch of, you know, kitchen towels and tea towels and stuff out. And they are so light. They just blow right away. But I'm going to put clothes out today. Well, we're getting April. No, we're getting the March winds a little bit late (laughs) today. We are. Well, so I guess we better wind it down here. Well. Y'all, thanks for listening to us again. We were a little rambly today, but I don't know that that's any different than how we always are. Is it? <laughs> no. Kind of rambly, kindly rambly. We're kindly rambly. We Because, you know, we never get to hang out and just ramble in real I life. Know. Poor old weird mountain gals. We just need some more time on the weird mountain. Yep, that's exactly right. Let's work toward it. So. Yes, Absolutely. Pretty soon we'll be able to do some recording out on that porch. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Me too. I can't wait. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess I'll let you go. Y'all be good. Yeah, behave. We'll see you soon. I'll have behavior. I promise. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate you. You're safe safe out on your trip this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Let's see ya. Bye. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals.